Today's episode of Setting the Edge is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash setting edge. That's audibletrial.com slash setting edge. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Once again, that's audibletrial.com slash setting edge. I'm popping bottles tonight. Come do for a fight if you're ready. I'm popping bottles, baby. I'm popping bottles, baby. Mm. I'm popping bottles tonight. Yeah. 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 Welcome to episode 27 of Setting the Edge. Today we have on our good pal, Taylor Rooks. But first, before we introduce her, we need to do a few housekeeping notes and site updates. So we have our uh Update series, season previews, we're about, we're, we're over halfway through now, actually. Uh, we're running through the AFC South. Uh, definitely check those out. And we are going to start a newsletter, uh, too. So that should be coming in the next week or so. Um, Justice, anything else that we need to cover? Yeah, uh, we, have a couple, we have a couple of things that have gone on the site recently. Um, we have a bunch of watch lists for NFL draft stuff that basically uses stats to uh, predict basically like what are the guys that you should be watching in the summer because you guys should value your time in the summer more than you are right now based on what the timeline looks like, right? Um, and then uh, we're working on a project called uh, Tackle Plus, which basically is measuring every tackle within three yards of the line of scrimmage, right, like on-pace tackling uh, in the NFL. Um, shout, shouts to uh, Kent uh, at, what is it, Math Bomb, yep. I think? At Math Bomb. Yeah, at Math Bomb. Kentley, Kentley Platt. Uh, he helped us out, uh, got us a basically made a program for us so we could, so we could uh, sort through uh, pro football reference box scores and basically get these numbers in like a minute. So basically what we're going to do this year in season is we're going to show all of you guys what relevant tackles, including tackles for losses, uh, are in the league. Because I think those numbers aren't available really anywhere. I mean, if, even if you try to find like tackle for loss numbers, um, there's a lot of discrepancies because like ESPN's tackle for loss stats and their box scores and their play-by-plays don't add up. Like they're, they're totally different things. I don't know why, but it, that's how it is. Um, we had Derek Clawson write about the value, like the tangible value of a sack. I think, uh, there was something in there that was like only 7% of drives, uh, and, or 7% of, uh, touchdown drives ended up having a sack in them at any point. Um, he went through, uh, there's a bunch of numbers in it, basically like what a sack on first down means, what a sack on second down means, um, things that I had questions about, right? Like, I think that's how we started. It was like, hey, Justice asked me a question, and I ended up running through a bunch of box scores. Um, he wrote a piece following that, too, about, uh, like, which teams which teams are, you know, above and below average at converting first downs or shutting down drives after a sack. Uh what did uh what did Tony write? We had something. We had a bunch of like legit, amazing content on our on our site like the past couple of days. Yeah, it, it, it's been a like a lot of of good content. So definitely follow Derek at QB Class. Uh, that's Q B K L A S S, and follow uh, Tony at Football Equity. That's at F Ball uh, E Q I T Y. So definitely check those pieces yeah. out. I'm gonna have. Uh, so t- I'm gonna have a piece. Hold on. I want to say. I right, go for it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut you off. Uh, Tony wrote about uh, why teams should be passing uh, more. 
basically like deep passes have like 10 times the value on first down of a short pass and NFL teams don't take advantage of it. It's one thing that I talked to him about. Um, the most interesting, the most interesting play calling situation in my opinion in the sport is second and short, right? Cause you could still stay like if you could still stay on pace uh, while having, an, while having that buffer of an incompletion, there's no reason why you should be in a hurry to convert the chains, right? Like at the end of the day, uh, football isn't necessarily about converting chains. It's about gaining yards. Uh, I can't, I can't imagine that there's a bunch of, uh, there's a bunch of scoring drives where seven first downs happen. You know, at some point you're going to have to take those chunk plays right. and second and short is one of those situations that I think obviously like if you're in the second and short situation, I'm going for a deep ball every single time. Like it doesn't have to be the same passing concept, but I'm trying to go deep every single time. And if I get an incompletion and I end up on a third and second, that's not bad. Like I'll take that every single time. Yeah. That, that, that's part of what made uh, the Falcons offense so special last year. Cause you know, Dan Quinn and uh, Kyle Shanahan, they had uh, an, a mindset of look, we're just going to go, we're going to go, you know, first down, we're going for it. Like, Second and short, we'll, we'll throw deep to Julio Jones. And if you have the playmakers to make that happen, I, I don't get why you wouldn't. And I, I think that's a bit of a, a market inefficiency in the NFL right now. And Tony did a really good job of laying it out. Yes, sir. And then uh, we have our we have our the update NFL previews. Like you said, we're over half halfway done. They're probably like twenty five hundred words, and then a video, and then we have podcasts that follow that uh, following each team's uh, division. Um, no one has better previews than us at all, period. That's that's factual statement. We have more facts in ours than anyone else. And then you said you were going to work on something soon? Yeah, I, I, I just have a, a, a little piece looking at the numbers of uh, players, like quarterbacks who have been signed versus Colin Kaepernick. Did you know that uh, Cap had a lower interception percentage than Matt Ryan did last year? Um, I think I was looking at uh, – I, I tweeted out some numbers on – what the career averages for players were. And also like these things aren't things that are, that I'm out like looking for. They're just things that are falling into my lap like that. Uh, the Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota piece that I wrote for the site. Right. Right. And it was talking about how Jameis Winston's interception, uh, basically the amount of interceptions he's thrown in his first 32 starts should be concerning. And uh, when I, when I looked through and it was since the Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger draft, right. If you take all the first and second round pick quarterbacks since then, and I think that's 14 years ago, I wanted to say, and uh, you look at their first 32 starts, look at how many interceptions that they had in those in those 32 starts. You know, Aaron Rodgers ranks first, and Colin Kaepernick is second. I think if you look up uh, like career interception totals, um, like in terms of percentage, I think Colin Kaepernick is top five ever or something like that. Like he, he's he's very efficient uh, career wise. And I, I think some of that is because when he had a bad season, the, the plug was pulled on him pretty early. Like that Arizona game where he ended up having a higher passer rating to defensive backs than he did his own teammates. Oh, yeah. That was I think bad. that was probably like week five. Yeah. I mean, uh, two years ago, that was that was not a good Kaepernick. But, you know, he, he bounced back last year. Like if you look up uh, – you know, people always talk about him playing for like Jim Harbaugh and things like that, right? And we get people who will say, you know, Peyton Manning – had a slow start to his career, so you can't judge Jared Goff on that. Well, if we're, we're going to play this game where you can compare numbers from the late 90s to what people are doing right now. Uh, Jim Harbaugh basically had the same st- 
stat line that Colin Kaepernick had last season, and he won AFC Player of the Year. <laughs> so yeah. when he was with the Colts, um, yeah, I mean we we talk, we uh, we'll we, talk we talked we talked enough Kaepernick on this episode anyway. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, we'll punt it. Go go read uh, Chuck's piece when it comes out. Yes. Uh, so we'll be right back with our pal Taylor Rooks after a word from our sponsors. Look at us all fancy now. For you, the listeners of Setting the Edge podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Justice can attest to it. After his wife left him for the 50th time, he was six years old with two 45-year-old sons that constantly bullied him. Audible helped find him, helped him find purpose in life as he downloaded the Al Davis biography on Audible and used it to help him motivate himself and make a better life for himself and his large adult sons. And he used it to motivate himself to find a job to pay the alimony payments. Really, Audible is the best. So once again, that's audibletrial.com slash setting edge. That's audibletrial.com slash setting edge. Help justice feed his family. Now we're back with our guest uh, for the week, Taylor Rooks from, uh, Taylor, where do you work again? I'm sorry, I'm blanking. No, you're fine. Wow. <laughs> we're not editing any of this out, though. Perfect. Great research. I'm just kidding. He's <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous, man. Yeah, SNY in New York. That's right. That's right. Justice, how are you today, even though you sound terrible on your phone? Uh, I'm t- I've, I've slept like two hours, okay. and I have to go to a barbecue with my, uh, my, my now girlfriend's um like family and stuff like that taylor last time we talked yeah last um, time you guys were going to a movie yeah and i saw the movie actually Uh, i forget the name of it but i went to the one that you recommended it was it was very different from what i thought it was gonna end up being did you ever go see it so i basically like brought you guys together in a sense i mean basically i mean it was it was pretty (laughs) we were like a month in we we're a month in, a month in but now we're now we're i don't think so i think if you guys get married it's all me Oh yeah, we're yeah. going to the wedding, causing a ruckus, justice. For sure. Well, like Charles, Charles has to go to the wedding. Yeah. Like, yeah, and I'm I'm still over here, you know, single, ready to mingle. Well, single life, enjoy it while you can. <laughs> uh, but enjoy your freedom. I know it's it's fun though. That uh, did I ever give you an update on what happened with the uh, the shades of Fifty Shades of Grey movie? You did not. Oh, man. This girl was crazy, man. She was, like, on her phone the entire time, like, talking throughout the movie. And then when I fell asleep during the movie, because it was an awful movie, she started snapping at me in the middle of the movie theater. Like, I was being rude when she was talking and on her phone the entire time. How crazy is that? That's crazy. I But honestly, that's my biggest pet peeve is, like, when people are on their phone or texting during the movie. It bothers me so much. Yeah, same. I saw Wonder Woman last night, and uh, I haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen it yet? No, it's I know. Really I good. need to go. I'm gonna go next week on one of my off days. It's like one of the best superhero movies I've ever seen. Oh, I love that. That makes me happy. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I've heard nothing but good things about that movie. I've heard some bad things about the Tupac movie. I mean, so I don't know if on my off day I should go see the Tupac movie or if I should see Wonder Woman. I'm not here for that Tupac movie. That that dude's head is too round to be Tupac. It, he lo- he just doesn't look right. <laughs> no, that's the thing. Like people keep on talking about how he looks exactly like him, and in his face he does, but not his cheeks. 
Yeah, not his cheeks or his head. And I feel like Tupac is such an like eccentric character. The role has to be perfect or else the movie's going to suck. And then did you see what Jada Pinkett Smith was tweeting out uh, yesterday? Right. Like about yeah. all the inaccuracies? You, yeah. How do you have inaccuracies about a person who's living? I don't know. Like, I, they literally could have asked Jada. Yeah, that, that just didn't make any sense. So I, I, yeah. I think I'm going to pass on that movie. And I feel like it's like you have to see it, even if it's bad. Like you just, it's something you have to do. I'll just steal it then. I'll bootleg it then. <laughs> 50 Cent was like catching on a fire stick or something. Yeah, yeah. Get one of those bootleg fire sticks that people sell. I had this, I worked at a gym last summer and this dude used to sell bootleg fire sticks to like people outside the gym. It, it was just ratchet as hell, but they work, they work though. I may have to may have to get one. I'm a Netflix person, so I don't really need the fire stick. Yeah, yeah. But let's dive right into things. Taylor became a viral celebrity at Summer Jam. Oh god! <laughs> at Summer Jam this week, uh, she stirred some hot topic about her shoes, and it, it really devolved from there. But I want to ask you, like, how was Summer Jam? Who was your favorite actor? Um, my favorite performance. Yeah. Um. Let's see. There were so many people. Like, I enjoyed Remy Ma's set. Not necessarily because it was Remy Ma, but because, like, she brought out Queen Latifah, which was dope to see Queen Latifah. And then, like, she brought out Cardi B. And so there were just, like, all these women on stage, and that was really cool. Um, obviously, being from Georgia, I enjoyed the Migos. Anytime they're on stage, I think I'm on stage. Um, <laughs> who else was really good? It was cool to see designer in person. He's genuinely like crazy. Yeah. Um, Could you understand what he was saying? Somewhat, uh, but you know that's not the point. And then um, that's right. It was actually my favorite part was Colin Kaepernick was there. Really? Yeah, he was on stage because I guess like his girlfriend is a personality for Hot. Yeah, Justice. What's her name again? I think Vanessa. Yeah, Vanessa. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's cool. So um, when she was up there, he was up there. So it was just cool to see, you know, him. You know, I'm a big supporter of everything he does. So it was nice to see him in person enjoying himself at the concert. So that was probably my favorite moment. He wasn't an act, but, you know, just to see him there. Did Remy Ma play the Nicki Minaj this? Oh, yeah. She oh, closed hell yeah. It and, like, <laughs> she just had video and pictures of Nicki Minaj scrolling in the back. It was Oh it was insane. God. And yeah, I mean, I don't know enough well, about her beef to be like, oh, this is, you know, but it was just, it was more so cool that her set brought out all these women and they did unity. It was really nice. Justice, what are you about to say? I, I, I was going to, I was going to ask what type of pictures, because obviously, you know, these pictures of Nicki Minaj probably weren't the greatest, but then she talked about like women unity and I don't want to mess that up and get some bad karma <laughs> on. So, that was a lot of silence. <laughs> no, it was, just, it was just memes and stuff like that. Like, okay. you know, okay. things to try to make her look silly. You know how they do. Yeah, I, I remember when that diss song first dropped, I could not believe, like, what the hell was going through my, my headphones. That was crazy. Yeah, oh, for sure, 100%. I mean, you can't even repeat, like, hundred, like 90% of what was on that song. But she, she went in on Nicki. She really did. And, like, that was a diss where you were like, okay, this is good. Now, she shouldn't have followed it up with another one. Right. She right. should have just let that one play, like, and just let it be. Because 
the second one really kind of ruined it for me, but that first one was insane. She had all these anecdotes and like quotes from people. <laughs> it was good. It was a very good disc. All right. Now, this is related. Is Ether the worst beat for a diss track of all time? It's like you can't say that because it's also like the best diss ever. Well, man, I, I think we can clearly disagree on that one. You think it's the best diss ever? I love Ether. I think Hit Em Up. What do you think is the best diss song ever? Hit Em Up. Uh, well, okay, Hit Em Up is good too, but Hit Em Up is good, but I I just love Ether. Yeah. Are are we sure that it's better than the Takeover? Like, how how sure are we? I'm sure. Hit Em Up is definitely better than the Takeover. Yeah. And if I think Ether's better than Hit Em Up. No, no, I was talking about Ether. Like, I, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I think I like I think I just like Jay more than I like Nas and I like that beat, but I might be a clown and be totally wrong on this one. Yeah, your music takes also <laughs> suck for the most part. <laughs> but it's yeah. like people like hit him up just because like Tupac's very first line on that song. Like to me, that's like what people really go to. He just came in like not playing around at all. Yeah, yeah. But the problem the problem with hit him up is you have to sit through like all like the secondary members. Of of his little rap crew, <laughs> no, they the- they killed it though. What's his these names? Gaddafi. He's like I'm from the NEW. Yeah, we're playing murders like, occur. That was mean? that's hard. <laughs> dudes out there, dudes out there in the the blue. Uh, what the hell do you call it? The blue overalls and shit, and like the Tims just walking around. Yeah, you yeah. gotta let the whole crew get on that diss track. <laughs> right, you know what's gonna be like a spectacle with? I mean, this is awful, awful transition, but like two rappers that are about to be in the spotlight for the next couple of months, Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor. I cannot believe that Floyd actually signed on to do this fight. What, what do- I can't all that money. Okay. Sign yeah, me up. That's true. How much is he going to get? How much I is he pulling? I will fight Conor McGregor for that. How much is he pulling from this, from this fight? Oh, it was like, here, I'll look it up. It was a crazy amount. It's probably I like, want to say it was like 200 mil or something oh insane. My God. Like- I was going to guess like 75 mil. No, I mean, I may be exaggerating, but <laughs> it was something like that. Hold on, let me look. I just think it's crazy that there are people putting money on Conor McGregor to win. Right. Every And it's everyone is putting money on Conor McGregor to win. It's like 90% of the money or something like that. I think his odds have, like, doubled, basically. Yeah, but, I mean, like, putting money on Floyd is, you know, like, what the return on that is going to be nothing for the most part yeah saying he'll earn upwards of 200 mil from this fight god that's what i'm saying i will do it sign me up yeah that's that's a that's like a quarterback's like career earnings that's like peyton manning money yeah one night yeah but all these dumb people who are like like anyone that thinks mcgregor is going to win i'm betting them like what do you want to bet we can make this happen right now because People they see they see fighting and they think it's all the same like UFC to boxing, but I think about it like this: Would you bet money on Julio Jones to beat LeBron James in a game of one-on-one basketball? Of course not. Like that's what this is, and people just oh he has a puncher's chance if if McGregor can land one, then maybe he'll knock Floyd out. I'm like how is he even going to touch him? Floyd made Manny Pacquiao look like an amateur. And you're going to get a guy who's not a boxer to take on Floyd Mayweather. If you want to put money down on McGregor, hit me up at 4Verts. You can email me at crmcb94 <laughs> at gmail.com. You can DM me for my phone number. We can make this happen. And I will put whatever you want 
I will match your bet on McGregor on Floyd Mayweather. You're that confident. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. It, I, I don't think McGregor lands 20 punches the entire fight. We'll see. I and mean, you got to do this in like two months. I think Floyd will win. Like, I, I agree Floyd will win. But I, I do think that he'll get a punch in. I was watching, a, a, there was a clip that came out yesterday. It was uh, McGregor sparring against, I forget who his name is, but he's a top 30 or 35 boxer in the world. And he was just making McGregor look, look silly. So now you're going to tell me yeah. Flo- Floyd Mayweather? Come on now. No, I mean, I agree. Like, McGregor has never boxed. Floyd, like, Floyd Mayweather has been boxing since he was, like, four or something like that. Like, he's literally been boxing his whole life. So to think that Conor McGregor could go in there for the first time and beat him, beat him is insane. But I wouldn't underestimate, like, I don't think it'll be, like, a very competitive fight. But I do think that Conor isn't going to make an absolute fool of himself, if that makes sense. Because Conor's going to be training for it as much as he can. Like, he's not going to go in completely you know, inexperienced. Yeah. It, All right. So I got a question. So if you, if, if you go to the table with Floyd and say, you know, if you lose this fight, we probably get two more of these like giant paychecks. Like, what do you think the odds are of like Floyd legitimately like throwing this, 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 uh, boxing match so he can get, you know, the rematch two, rematch three of this. I don't think so. I don't think he would ever want to lose. His ego is too big for that. So his ego is bigger than his thirst for money. Man, two hundred million dollars is so. a lot of money, and he like he already has a lot of money. I don't, I don't, I don't get the point. Like, why would he throw the fight? Yeah, I think he'd be more That's upset having to walk around like this first time boxer beat me. Oh yeah. Than you know, than just to, to walk away with like some more millions of dollars he already has. I think there's no chance he throws it. And you think the only fu- the only loss he wants on his record to be to Conor McGregor? Absolutely right, not. Exactly. He's never <laughs> lost. See, also, I think there's there's a big aspect of people wanting to see Floyd Mayweather get knocked out too. Just because you know, he, for sure, he's he's I mean, he's he's a shady I mean, dude to put it kindly. I mean, he's not world's most upstanding individual. Yeah, and I get that. So, but. yeah, yeah. It's not even that I'm necessarily rooting for Floyd. I just realistically am like he's gonna beat Conor McGregor. But I mean, if he loses, he loses. But he's not going to lose. Uh, and I, I, I also kind of think there's a little bit of a uh, beyond the domestic violence stuff. I think there's a little bit of a, a racial thing going on here because uh, just just to see like a white dude come overseas and and just knock Floyd Mayweather out, I think that would get a lot of people excited in our uh, current political climate. Oh no, I agree. I'm sure that the people that are like rooting for McGregor like that heavily, that's why. You know, I think that it's always whenever you have like a polarizing black athlete who literally dominates every single person you almost want there to be like this savior that comes and like just puts him in his place and if that person ends up being conor mcgregor i think there will be like an uprising but he's not going to beat floyd like it's just that is fiction like there's no way he does yep and it's see i i don't even think that i'm gonna buy the fight or or Maybe I'll stream it just to watch it, like with the timeline. But I just can't believe people are going to throw money, like to buy us on pay per view. Stream it? You're not going to see it with anyone? Well, I mean, I'll, me and my friends, we can get together and illegally stream it and put it on the TV. But I do not plan <laughs> on putting a dime That's towards fair that enough. fight. 
Team millennial. <laughs> Team millennial. No, there's no way I'm paying for it. Like, I'm going to end up in a bar or something like that. Yeah, I'm not paying for it either. I will watch it, but I'm not paying for it. <laughs> are, you, are you down with the streaming cost, too? I don't usually do the streaming, but I will go to whatever location is doing the streaming. That's and my cool. friend is like, hey, I'm bootlegging this fight at my place. I'll be like, I'll come and be an innocent bystander. I didn't know that they were streaming stuff on YouTube now. So, like, I was, I was at my girl's house. Oh, well, I didn't know uh, that either. She, she doesn't have, she doesn't have, like, ABC or anything like that. So, I, like, went to ABC, tried to figure out how to stream it. Couldn't find anything. Then I went to, like, that, like, uh, Ch- Charles sent me. It's, like, the NBA streams subreddit or something like that right yeah and i went on there and i was watching uh i think it was game four and they they were streaming it on youtube but like they would just straight up like cut the commercials out if like when the, like commercials happen someone would just like drag over like a windows page and just like play like rap videos and then for like the first like hour of it uh they would just play like they would just play humble but they like every it would just like scroll through pictures of uh, instead of like be humble, it was like uh, uh, Biombo, the basketball player. Like they would just like every single time they said that, they would just scroll through another one. I was like, I didn't know YouTube was like this. Like I didn't realize it was like that. I thought people were still on like that first row sports EU wave. So basically, Charles knows all the legal ways to watch everything. Of course, he's a scammer. Don't let don't let anyone I tell you that. anything. Else. I see that. <laughs> I'm frugal, man. I, look. Why would I pay for anything I can get for free? I know it's stealing, and that's morally wrong, but... <laughs> but oh well. But oh well, yeah. It's, 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 at the end of the day, I still feel fine after I'm watching it, and I'm looking out for me. <laughs> oh, she, works, she works on TV. She works on TV. Oh, yeah, I'm going to send the goons to lock you up. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> you can fight them off. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember there was this girl who... Uh, I was in high school. She got caught like bootlegging uh, a, a ton of movies, and she had to, she owed like thousands of dollars back. And I was like, man, if I ever get caught doing something like that, um, my life is over. And uh, I still do it to this day. <laughs> like, Life's not over. <laughs> yeah, like the 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 risk for doing stuff like that never ever outweighs the reward. But sometimes you just gotta do what you gotta do. I feel you. Get it how you live. Yeah, so uh, I want to talk to you about uh, Colin Kaepernick and what the hell is going on with why he doesn't have a job. Oh, like, so you're diving into the NFL? Yeah, you we are diving into well because you reminded me of, you reminded me about Kaepernick when uh, when you said that he was at Summer Jam, and I was like, man, I can't, be- I just, I can't believe that he's still not on a team. Oh, for sure. It's it's something that just makes me like incredibly upset, and I don't even think that. It's just because he's not on a team. It's that people are still continuing to make excuses as to why he's not on a team. Like people are trying to rationalize him not being on a team because he's not as good as like the ridiculous quarterbacks that have been signed. Like Austin Davis is on a team and Colin Kaepernick isn't. Like you can't tell me that that's simply because of football. And it's just, and I had tweeted about this once. I was like, you can't say that you want Colin Kaepernick to keep his politics out of the game and then not want him on your team because of your politics. Like, you can't have both. 
Like, just because what he's doing isn't what you agree with, you're literally inserting your politics into your football team. And that is just absurd to me. It's so hypocritical. And it's just, he, he needs to be on a team. And it's ridiculous that standing up for something you believe in is a reason to be blackballed. Now, Roger Goodell says that he sees no reason or, like, no, like, evidence that Cap is being blackballed. And that is, like, that's absurd. Any logical human being who can look at context clues... <laughs> understands that people don't want him on a team because of what he did last season. Yeah, and I've never seen a disinformation campaign as big as this on a like a football player. It's crazy because uh, Dave Zirin, he went on Lebertard's show a few weeks ago and said that all Colin, he, he spent a weekend with Colin Kaepernick and spoke to him, and all he said was like, yeah, Cap, all he wants is a, a camp invite. That's it. And you have all these people still saying, well, maybe he's asking for like $10 million a year when we have. Yeah, and that's literally not what happened. <laughs> that's literally not true. And people are still saying that, oh, we don't know what he wants. Yes, we do. He said what he wants. Like it's been reported what he wants, but people are just continuing to ignore all the facts that come out. And it's really weird to just see like this public smearing campaign of Colin Kaepernick, a guy who, who's doing objectively good things like sending food to Somalia or helping people get suits for job interviews. Like these are things that are like intrinsically good. Like there's no, there's, there's no bad that coming from it. And people still just continue to, you know, to shit on him. It's, it's really weird. Yeah. And it, it really bothered me when like, you know, John Mara, you know, John owner of the giants had like came out and said that he had never seen so many fans upset about like, they sent him letters saying they didn't want him to sign Colin Kaepernick or they sent him letters saying they would not go to the games if any of the players knelt for the anthem. And this is the same team that had Josh Brown on it. So you're telling me your fans were exponentially more upset about the thought, not even it happening, the thought of a player kneeling than they were about a man who had letters and confessed of awful abuse of his wife and john literally came out and said they cared more about the kneeling and i just think that that is just something insane to have to wrap your head around that like people have so much hate towards what colin kaepernick does so much hate towards a peaceful protest and i don't think that people understand why that is so wrong and so bad and i think that it really proves why colin kaepernick did kneel it's just it's just absurd yeah you want to talk yeah, about like, go, colin, go. Ka colin kaepernick also like when people say that you know he's a polarizing figure that doesn't necessarily mean that you're only losing fans you know you could gain fans i mean you were at summer jam that's at medlife right like what was the yeah. what was the reaction to colin kaepernick showing up there like I can't imagine it's a bunch of booing, right? Well, no, yeah. All of my friends were like, oh, that's Colin Kaepernick. But it wasn't like he walked out and then, like, people noticed him. Like, he was just standing there. You oh, get what I'm bad. saying? I thought, yeah. I thought he was, like, up front on stage. My bad. No, no. He was on the stage, but it wasn't like he walked out and then people noticed. He was, like, already there, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you want to talk about the risk not being versus reward. I always thought the Giants, like, protecting Josh Brown was the weirdest thing ever. I mean, they, we're, we're not talking about, like, a franchise player. We're talking about a 40-year-old kicker. And you, you're hardly, like, very strongly aligning with him over a domestic violence uh, 
abuse, like serious abuse, a serious series of abuse. And I, I always thought that that was weird. Like, why are you standing behind your kicker? You know, these guys are so right. replaceable. Exactly. It's just like this culture that I just, I don't understand it. I'll never understand it. And I don't understand. Like I said, it's not even like the occurrences. It's people's reaction and people's logic behind it. Like, it, it amazes me the amount of people that don't get it. I think that's the thing that's the m- most discouraging. Yeah, and then to have, uh, when Trump was at that, he had a rally. He had a rally in Kentucky after he had already been elected because he doesn't do anything. Uh, he he, <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, taunting, like he was taunting the crowd or like getting them fired up about Colin Kaepernick by saying like, oh, he doesn't have a job because... Uh, NFL owners are afraid. I'll send a mean tweet. I'm like, dude, what? A, like, what? What is? What's happening right now? Yeah, that that's too much. I I have no words about that man. He's ridiculous. It, everything is just it. 2017 is nuts. I think to that's. I know. I kind of feel like the earth is like broken. We gotta just like you know, take it out of the PlayStation, blow on it, put it back in. Because it's not working right now. Or maybe maybe we should all just blow up. and like, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we don't deserve to be here anymore. Just a do-over. <laughs> but We're going to be dead soon. It's fun. How many, teams, how many teams can you name that would be better off with Colin Kaepernick as their starting quarterback? Because I think you can put almost half the league in that category. Well, I thought that it would actually be nice to have him with Jameis in the buck in the Buccaneers, much better than Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick threw more interceptions in two games this year than Cap has the past two seasons. So, right, uh, and Cap genuinely could fit better in that system, and I think Cap is also a good person for Jameis to be around. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, as a young quarterback, like that was the one I was like, I definitely thought they they should have considered him more. And then for the Seahawks, you know, Pete Carroll is somebody who really does encourage his players to be who they are. And I thought that could be a very nurturing environment for Cap. You know, he's also close to Michael Bennett. I thought that could have been a good fit, but both of those are gone. And it's sad. Now I'm like, well, where is he going to go? We're running out of options. Uh, Well, like the thing, the thing too is we're running out of time. Like, Like getting in there for camp. It's crazy important. I remember when, like, uh, people don't remember this because he was only there for, like, a month, but, like, Vince Young signed with the Packers late in his career, right? And he was competing for either the QB2 or QB3 spot. And, uh, like, Mike McCarthy came out. I think they signed him, like, after, like right before the first preseason game or something like that. And Mike McCarthy, they ended up cutting him, and they had a press conference, and they're like, well, why, why'd you end up cutting him? And he was like, man, he, like, he just wasn't ready yet, and, like, if I would have signed him, like, a week earlier – you know, he might he might still be on this, like, 53-man roster. And that's always something that came to mind with me and Cap because I was like, if he if he doesn't sign, you know, soon, you know, even if there's an injury and he's, like, fighting for a job, like, we, he gets signed, like, week two of the preseason or something like that, that's still not a promise that he's going to get enough reps that anyone is confident in, in him holding down a roster spot. Right. Yeah. I mean – it's we'll see. I just need it to work out for him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just need, I need it, it for like it. for like my morale. Yeah, that would that would be great. And I, I the worst word that has just 
been burned into my brain is the word distraction. Oh, right. you, don't, you don't want the distraction. And and my my thing is distracting from what? Like, that's, you, exact, that's what I said too, yeah. And to most people, this isn't a distraction. It's reality. Like him having to talk about this isn't a distraction for him. It's like what people do to black people, what people do that creates this unequal society, that's a distraction to our everyday life. Like, so to say that you're distracted from your football team, like you're distracted one day a week, like give me a break. Like some people have, are literally distracted their entire lives because they can't live their lives because of things that happen to us every single day. So I don't even, if somebody says caps a distraction, I'm just like, I, you know what is happening to me? I will shut down when people say certain words. <laughs> like in this day and age, I'm just like, I stop listening. Because I just, like, people's logic and people's sense of, like, what's good and bad, what's right and wrong, what's accurate and what's inaccurate is just, it's gone. And I feel like I'm losing the energy to fight about things that people are not going to change their mind about because it's who and what they are. Yeah, and then I feel bad, like, when I just, like, oh, man, I, like, it, these people are just so dumb, like, it, it hurts to even talk to them, but that's, like, that's what a lot of people think, like, and just going back to the dis- distraction, quote-unquote, that, like, do you understand, like, how structured these days are for for football players during the season? Like, between, like, tape, injury, or getting treatment for injuries, practice, just regular downtime, what are you distracted from? And when you ask these people, well, what is he distracted from? They never have an answer. And I guess that's been good enough so far because if you have the majority of NFL fans thinking distraction and they don't know what distraction entails or what you could be distracting from, all that, that word is good enough for them. You can get away with not having to face any real questions about why is Kaepernick not on the team. Right. No, I I completely agree with that. 100% I'm with you. 100%. And I'm like, I'm never going to be against anybody who wants justice and equality. No matter who you are. Like, I'm always going to be behind that. So, no matter what happens to Cap, I'm always going to support the idea of what he's trying to do. And I hope that he, he continues to make strides and I hope it works out for him. Just seeing a, a person who's genuinely you don't you, you don't come across too many people that are genuinely good like he is, and uh, it just it just sucks to see w- what's happening to him. But no, I agree. Last time you were on here, I, I think it was around Valentine's Day, and you gave. I think you did. Did we talk about? Did you give us dating advice or what? I think you did. Did I? Did she justice? Well, I think she did. I think we got a roundabout way. We got a roundabout way for her giving us giving us dating advice oh <laughs> i kind of can't remember so help i'm i think i'm the only single person here so please help me send me send me tips because my wife okay, left well, tell me. me tell me your type my type yes i just want someone who can like like tell jokes to me and make me like self-depreciating humor is big okay uh, so you want someone who's funny i want someone who's funny and will roast me <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, now be honest. Is there anybody in mind that you like? No. I'm still trying. You want to f- know what you want to know what I don't get, and this is something you can probably like help me with. Is 
like to help me understand where like at our age where do you meet people i i mean you can try at the bar but like it's it's too chaotic so like i don't know classes maybe or but it's hard it gotta be like classes house parties like mutual friends like that that's the way you gotta go i think yeah my wife left me i'm just a divorced husband just roaming the world with my two large adult sons trying to find love (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's like that's the thing that that makes me like so scared to even think about like ever dating again in life is just like first off i feel like people are awful you know i just feel like people are not good like they'll just screw you over and then i just don't get where you meet people half the people that i know met and i don't think there's literally anything wrong with me like meeting someone via like dm or like sliding into the like that's how everybody dates people now but so many of my friends are dating people they met on like a dating app i just don't know if i could do that I would just feel like clumsy as hell trying to make one of those dating applications. How much money do you make per year? Mm, redacted. <laughs> yeah, right. I can't. I can't have this like formulated relationship that was based on like our answers to questions on the computer. I just, I can't. Now, my ideal per my my ideal way to meet someone would be like at a Falcon Saints game, and like this girl is just heckling the hell out of Saints fans. Like that would be. Star and then you're like, wow, I'm in love. I'm in love. Wow. Is it, does Charles's eyes shoot out of his head and like do like turn into a heart, start beating like a damn cartoon? I yeah. Totally <laughs> <laughs> that would be perfect. Or like uh, just anyone that hates the Saints is, is good money in my book. Well, I say if you want this girl like to roast you, I think that when you meet this girl, the first thing you have to do is roast her and see how she reacts. Yeah, I've done that uh, plenty of times. Some, sometimes you get good reactions. Sometimes you get bad reactions. <laughs> I, I would argue that the, the bad worst reaction are, you've gotten. Oof, the worst reaction. Uh, I dodged a slap. That was that was no. Yeah, I did. I made it. I, it was it was it was bad on my part because I made a joke about her jeans or something like that, and uh, she didn't take it too well. Did not take it too well. Probably what did you say about her jeans? <laughs> I don't want to say. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you can get where, where it went. See, I thought it was a compliment, but apparently not. I thought, you know, a joking compliment. <laughs> I thought it was <laughs> See, because like, my, my humor is very, it's twisted, I guess. Like, I, I, can, I try to spin jokes, compliments, and insults all in the same breath. And sometimes you miss. <laughs> sometimes you just miss. <laughs> sometimes you do. And you get slapped. Yeah. Or dodge a slap because I got my spidey senses on. <laughs> That's really funny. Come on. I, I'm black. My mom used to slap the hell out of me. I know. I know it's good. I know how to dodge a slap. You know how to dodge it. All right. Uh, so, wow, this was, we talked about nothing today. And Kaepernick. Uh, <laughs> but that's perfect. It's June. Uh, there's nothing going on in the NFL season. Like, if you're asking people for mini camp takes, I would say uh, go see a doctor, uh, get some help, because you're not going to learn anything from, like, these two-day camps. I would say, also, if you're one of those people who gets mad when 
players skip mini camps or OTA, I would say, you know, seek help once again, because uh, <laughs> getting mad at strangers for doing what they please sounds like a miserable, miserable way to exist. Uh, yeah, so just stay cool until we hit uh, training camp. Taylor, do you have anything you're working on that you want to plug and tell the people about? Um, yes, yeah, subscribe to my podcast. Subscribe, leave a review, rate it, all that good stuff. It's Time Out with Taylor Rooks. It's on iTunes, SoundCloud. Um, I think, like, usually when the people come in studio, we also put it on YouTube. Um, so, yeah, do what? all that. I'm excited about the guests I have coming up. When are you inviting me on? Oh, you just come to New York. Come on anytime, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna take that as a literal invite, and I think I'm actually gonna be in New York <laughs> later this summer. So when I'm there, I expect to be on Time Out with Taylor. Rose. On Time Out. <laughs> We're gonna put the whole thing on YouTube. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show up like with just a tank top and like skinny jeans on, and we're gonna have a party. <laughs> and I'll wear my viral sneakers, and it'll be great. Exactly. Can we? Can I come drunk? <laughs> What'd you say? Can I come drunk? Oh, of course. That's what makes it a good podcast. There we go. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that's going to conclude episode. Mm, I don't even know. It's been so long. Twenty-seven. Eddie George edition. Okay. Yeah. It's the oh, Eddie George edition. I love it. Yeah. This concludes episode twenty-seven of uh, Setting the Edge. We'll be back next week with I think George Foster, uh, who should have some fun stories about his time in the league. So. Thanks for listening, and be sure to stay updated with our uh, season preview series. We're running through the AFC South right now, and then we'll hit the NFC South, and we'll finish up with the two West divisions after that. So thanks for all the support so far. Godspeed.